If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll today and get a real history education. The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 691. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. This is B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com. You've already heard about that, but purchase one or 20 of my classes there. You keep this podcast free of charge. You can also click on the Super Thanks button if you're watching on YouTube. That's a great way to donate to the show. Or you can click on the Support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. Throw a few pennies my way. Also, you can subscribe at Anchor.fm. That's the host of the show. You've already heard about that, too. So subscribe at Anchor.fm. You can, again, give a monthly donation there. But as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Let people know you're thinking locally and acting locally. Share it around on social media. Send me those show requests. That keeps the show fresh and interesting because you get to decide what's on the program. All right. Well, this is a a week dedicated to presentism, at least so far. Two episodes on the same issue the last couple of days. And I wanted to give an example of it. I mean, we've done it so many times on this podcast, but I wanted to give another example. And it doesn't have to do with Confederate monuments and memorials. We've talked about that. Or Confederate symbols. I said in 2015, they're coming for everything outside of the Confederacy eventually. We talked about this a few weeks back when we did a podcast, or I did a podcast on George Washington and the effort to remove his name from George Washington University. Well, Now it's University of Virginia, and this is remarkable. In fact, one of these dopes that uh, was critical of James Sweet for his piece on presentism wrote a long screed online, and I didn't link to it in the email I sent out yesterday. I don't want to give the guy any publicity he doesn't deserve, but he wrote a long screed online about this, and he said, there's so many problems in the historical profession. We've got books being banned. We've got slavery being denied in schools. We've got all these things, and you're going to talk about presentism. That's not a, that's not a, a real issue. Well, of course, the, the problem with what he's saying is that the reason, and as James Sweet pointed out, that there's a reaction to history is because of presentism. He's saying, look, we weren't so interested in political ideology as we're doing history. Maybe people would be more interested in it. Maybe there would be more interest in these kind of subjects and there wouldn't be a knee-jerk reaction to the left and the leftist woke mob in doing these things. Maybe if we were real historians, people wouldn't be reacting with the way they are to history itself, right? You could say the same thing about science. There's a little piece John Stossel did on uh, science and how uh, the left is embracing this mantra, you know, trust the science. Well, we know the science, the goalpost moves all the time, and the science is based on politics, and we've seen it over and over again, right? So this is exactly what's happening in history. It's why people are abandoning going to historic sites. They don't want to get beaten over the head with nonsense. They don't want their vacation to be about woke social justice. It's not something they want to do. 
And the fact is, the historical profession hasn't realized this yet. You want to have people go back to Williamsburg and all these other historic sites that are losing people like crazy? Well, here's what you do. You take all the politics out of it, and you simply talk about the people there that made those areas great. And let me tell you, Monticello, for example, wouldn't have been great without Thomas Jefferson. It's just another antebellum home. Thomas Jefferson is what made Monticello great. Not all the people working around it. It's, it, you can talk about those people, of course. You can talk about Jefferson's slaves. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it should be discussed. But let's have a real conversation about this and not make the whole interpretive visit about Jefferson's slaves and very little about Thomas Jefferson. Same thing with other historic homes that the founding generation owned or the founding fathers in the South owned. I mean, this is, this is the problem with all this. People don't want this stuff. But I said in 2015, it wouldn't stop at Confederate monuments. We, I mean, they're coming down all over the place. There was a, another monument that came down in North Carolina, and the mayor of that town is out there you know, uh, uh, watching the bulldozer take it down on Facebook. I mean, this is what happens uh, when you have uh, democracy the way you do, right? I mean, this is and it was four to one vote. So uh, it, they just thumb their nose at any kind of uh, protection for any monuments. The monument was put up in the 19, I think that one was the 1920s. Um, but, you know, it was there to honor war dead. But who, hey, who cares, right? Who cares? So uh, the fact is we have a an entire generation of people now that are presentists. They're presentists. And that's an issue because it destroys history. So same thing with Thomas Jefferson and Jefferson's University, right? University of Virginia, if you don't know, if you're listening to this, maybe you're not in the United States, or maybe you don't know and you're in the United States. University of Virginia was founded by Thomas Jefferson. It's his university. He selected the place. He designed the buildings. Well, I mean, there were others involved, but he designed it. He designed the curriculum. He did everything there, right? University of Virginia was designed to be a counterweight to what Jefferson called the dark Federalist Mills of the North. He wanted to keep Southern students out of Yale, Harvard, Princeton. He wanted them to stay in the South, and he wanted to get an education that was Southern-based. Now, there was a book that came out about this um, not long ago, and the essential thrust of the book was that Jefferson wanted this to perpetuate slavery. So uh, this, I mean, you, you you can't make this stuff up. I mean, this is what the, the individual said, though. It's a, it's a garbage book. But the whole point was to perpetuate slavery and, and to foster slave pro-slavery ideology in Southerners. Now, Jefferson himself wasn't a pro-slavery ideologue. He was a person who lived in his time, and he did talk about abolition. He talked about emancipation. But Jefferson didn't see any way out of this. He thought that if you did that, well, unless you had somewhere to put slaves, which would be the Western territories, which is kind of how he was thinking about it, or perhaps colonization, you would have a real problem in the South because you would have areas that um, were dominated by former slaves. And he thought that was going to be dangerous for both populations because there would be violence. He didn't see how slaves could assimilate into society in any meaningful way. So he wanted to have some way to uh, move slaves to somewhere else. He wanted to avoid any type of racial conflict. The same thing you can say, but you can say the same thing about Abraham Lincoln or many others in the United States. Henry Clay, this is what they thought, right? They thought if you freed all the slaves, well, then what are you going to do with them? This is when Jefferson said he had the wolf by the ears and he didn't really know what to do about slavery. And some of this 
was, of course, built because, or these opinions were built because of practical example. And that practical example was the slave insurrection in what's now Haiti. He thought, looking at that, this would be a violent, disastrous situation. You would have major bloodshed. And of course, so Jefferson is a man of his times. He doesn't think that whites and blacks are equal um, at all. Uh, and in fact, he, he went to great pains, even if he was presented evidence of this, to say, no, I don't, I don't think this at all. But he wasn't a pro-slavery ideologue. He wasn't someone who said slavery uh, is a beneficial institution. Um, he wasn't someone that said it's a great institution. He didn't really think that at all. Uh, he thought that it was something that they didn't know what to do with. It was a necessary evil, as you kind of people say this now. But it was something that you just had to live with. It was something they inherited, and you couldn't really get rid of it because there was really no alternative that he saw as being beneficial for both groups of people in the South. So this is where Jefferson, if you if you're not a presentist, right? Well, you understand. You're looking around. You're saying, okay, well, what would most people have thought in the 18th century? What would most people have thought in the 19th century? Well, they would have agreed with Thomas Jefferson. It didn't matter if they were north or south. I mean, you can take John Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams said very racist things. You can take a lot of people. I mean, north or south. John Adams said racist things. North or south. People would have looked at this and said, yeah, I mean, slavery is not a good institution, but they're not racial egalitarians. So it didn't really matter where you were. These are people in the 18th century. Are we going to say, well, they're worthless now because they had these opinions? If you lived in the 18th century, the early 19th century, I can almost guarantee you, you would have had the same opinions too. right? We, we, this is if you're taking the values in, of the people at the time. So if, you, if, you disagree, if you're going to say, well, these people are then all awful, well, then you got to get rid of them all. And basically, you have to start history at 1975 or, or 1980 or whenever. Take your pick, whatever goalposts you want to put it at, where people supposedly have abandoned all these views that were uh, you know, the antithesis of modern American society. Well, that's not really doing history anymore. That's political activism. And this is exactly what James Sweet was talking about. And this kind of stuff with Thomas Jefferson's university is exactly the kind of stuff he's talking about. These people are dopes. But this is, the, this is the establishment historical profession for the most part. You have leftists and, just, and radical leftists controlling many history departments around the United States. And they're very vocal on Twitter. I say they have their Twitter muscles, right? So they put their Twitter muscles on, they get all fired up, and they go on Twitter and they say things. Or they go out and they blog about something. And they say, send people emails if we don't agree with them. They're LARPers, right? They're live-action role players. This is they think this is the new civil rights movement, and they got to go out there and they're facing down, you know, Bull Connor. It's just Bull Connor is James Sweet. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, it really is ridiculous. But this is exactly what these people believe they're doing. It's it's laughable if it wasn't so sad. Um, now. And in fact, this same dope that wrote this screed essentially called James Sweet a white supremacist for pointing out that the 1619 Project has its flaws. Well, I mean, it's not a work of history. Nicole Hannah-Jones has said it's not a work of history. Now, again, I think James Sweet actually, I mean, he made some pretty valid points in there that I've also made that, well, if you, if you uh, look at the 1619 Project as a work of journalism, well, then it has a pretty powerful message. It's a work of journalism and a recap of things, and it, it's a political message. And he, Sweet is a leftist. He, he, he fundamentally, I think, agrees with the main premise of the 1619 Project, 
but he doesn't think it's really a work of history. And the responses, as Phil Magnus pointed out, were hilarious. Well, no, it's not a work of history, but if you, den- if you denounce it, well, then you are giving fuel to the other side. So we realize it's really not that good. But if you say it's not that good, well, then that means it's a political mess you've just created. So let's look at what's happening in Virginia. Now, this is from the student newspaper in Virginia, so it's not a group of faculty members. But I can almost guarantee you there's faculty members on board with this nonsense. This is at Breitbart. The editorial board of the University of Virginia's newspaper has called to remove references to university founder and founding father Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) So at his own university, there's calls to remove references to Jefferson and images, whatever. The university in the greater Charlottesville, Virginia area in which it's located has taken it upon themselves to be defined not by academics or history or any any other trait. Rather, those in charge of local government and university administration prefer to be defined by a single characteristic, the August 12, 2017 Unite the Right rally. You see, yeah, it's not any longer about University of Virginia, which is a beautiful place. The campus all around it, Charlottesville, Virginia is beautiful. It's not any of that. No. It's an event that happened on August 12, 2017. One week ago was the five-year anniversary of the rally, and Charlottesville residents and university students and alumni were reliably accosted by never-forget-style messages, being told that everyone needed to do more to atone for what happened there. The day brings difficult memories and a sobering reminder that our country is not yet free from bigotry, racism, and intolerance, University President Jim Ryan wrote in an open letter to the university community on August 11th. We cannot and should not forget those dark days five years ago. Right? So, I mean, it's all about that now. And to atone for that, we need to get rid of all references to Jefferson. Why? Because he was the founder of all this racism in America, essentially is what they're saying. The editorial board of the Cavalier Daily, the student-run newspaper that has existed since 1890, typically uses the yearly passing of August 12th to call for something radical, and this year was no different. While on the one hand, they call for educating students on the histories of Charlottesville and the university, they also call for, quote, creating a physical environment that reflects our commitment to equality and disavowal of white supremacy. Now, here's the thing. Doesn't it already do that? Right? I mean, isn't that the entire goal of every university in the United States? Well, not according to leftists who now, of course, at uh, one university, I think it's in California, has decided that uh, we're going to have places where white students can't be there, right? So what they're doing is now segregating again. But that's not really real about, really about equality or inclusion or disavowal of white supremacy. That's just flipping everything on its head. So isn't that the commitment of every university? I mean, every school I've ever been to, every, every institution, everything I've ever seen, This is right up there. I mean, their commitment to diversity and inclusion and all these things. It's right there, right? So um, wouldn't that already be there? No, no, no. To do that, we have to change the physical environment. It's not enough just to have uh, all of your programs, all your leftist programs, and all your leftist professors that do this every single day, right? That's not enough. Now you have to have the the physical environment. We reject how universities' physical environment one that glorifies racist slaveholders and eugenicists with statues and buildings named in their honor, upholds an enduring culture of white supremacy, the, the editorial board writes. Well, look, a lot of these people, of course, were very important individuals in the founding of the university and, of course, important people in the university's history. 
Um, so you just want to get rid of all of that. I mean, these people never really existed. You see, again, the point is to remake society. It's to, it's to recreate America. They don't like America as it existed or as it was or anything else. The 1619 Project doesn't really like America. They like the line, we hold these truths to be self-evident. They like that. And then they want to build on that and say that it was all nobody really believed it, which is actually true. I mean, I, I don't think really many Americans believe that. Uh, but they want to use that line and say, that's the real founding of America. And of course, also, you know, the real founding is when slaves showed up, and there was commitment to slavery and not that line. But even though that line is what they're basing it, well, the commitment to slavery is betraying that line. And so we need to believe in that line to move forward. And this is, this is where it comes from, right? So it's two sides of the same coin with the 1776 Commission. But they're saying, look, we have to get rid of Jefferson. We have to get rid of Jefferson everywhere because that is the uh, problem with America. It's people like Thomas Jefferson. The issue for them is, predictably, anything and everything under the sun about the university is what is wrong with the university. Referencing a Ku Klux Klan rally that hosted its inauguration ceremony at Jefferson's Monticello tomb and the gathering of white supremacists with tiki torches on August 11, 2017, around Jefferson's statue on the lawn, part of the original academical village built by Jefferson, the editorial board argues that the prevalence of Jefferson himself at his own university is enough to motivate the kinds of actions that took place in 2017. Quote, there is a reason why they felt comfortable marching through the grounds. Our physical environment, from statues to building names to Jefferson's overwhelming presence, exalts people who hold, held the same beliefs as the repugnant white supremacists in attendance at the Unite the Right rally, they write. These buildings must be renamed and memorials removed. So just the mere presence of these people. Now, of course, uh, you know the, the whole point there, the whole rally ostensibly, at least on the surface, was to defend the Lee statue. But you had people coming in from all over the United States who didn't even know anything about Lee, who didn't really care about Lee, who didn't care about Jefferson or any of the history or anything else. And I, I mean, a lot of these people were just dopey dopes from some Yankee land somewhere that didn't really know anything about this stuff, right? So that's the problem. And uh, the fact is, um, this, the, the two things were not connected at all. But because of that situation, they want to make them connected because that then stains Jefferson or the university or American history or Lee or whatever it is, right? The Cavalier Daily has chosen a dark road. Young Americans for Freedom, UVA Chairman Nicholas Cabrera told Breitbart News, every year the radicals display the August 11th and 12th events of 2017 as a means of cultural setback. They use the Unite the Right rally for their own political ends. Cavalier Daily continues to use these horrific events to progress their own anti-Jefferson narrative. As they continue to push their anti-Jefferson narrative under the guise of social justice, they continue to harm the strong foundational principles that Jefferson sought when he founded the University of Virginia. Well, that's a nice way to put it. Right? I think Cabrera did a good job with that. Time and time again, the Cavalier Daily progresses its radical, liberal, left-wing agenda on the, onto the students of the University of Virginia and the greater Charlottesville community, he continued. In a recent editorial board entitled to create... Citizen leaders, UVA must do more. The editorial board of the Cavalier Daily described Jefferson's presence at UVA as overwhelming. The editorial board proceeds with the claim that his belief, this belief exalts people who held the same beliefs as the repugnant white supremacists in attendance at the Unite the Right rally. Cabrera also noted that the Cavalier Daily article 
hyperlink to another piece arguing that the statue of Jefferson in front of the rotunda be recontextualized as an emblem of white supremacy. Now, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Of course this is what they're going to do. You see, this is presentism. Right? We have these present values, and all these people before, all these people, they need to just be contextualized and told they don't believe in what we believe today. They don't believe in what we... Now, now again... I don't think there's anybody walking around that would say Thomas Jefferson believes what 21st century Americans believe. This is, this is just silly. Everyone knows that. But it doesn't mean that he's not a great man. It doesn't mean that he wasn't a great man for the things he did. And you can say that about I mean, a vast majority of the founding generation, right? They held views, views and beliefs. Look, Alexander Hamilton was a monarchist, right? Essentially, a closet monarchist. That's not a view that... Uh, most Americans are comfortable with, even though I think that they all support it because of how they view the presidency. But regardless, uh, this is something that we wouldn't say. Oh, that's a foundational principle of America. He's a monarchist. Now, are we going to cancel Hamilton? No, because we have a play about Hamilton, right? Uh, so, I mean, this is the kind of stuff you get into. There's all kinds of things these people believe that we don't believe today. It doesn't matter. They're still great men. And I would even say Hamilton's a great man, a great patriot. I mean, here's a man that charged the bulwark at, um, at, at the redoubt at, there at, uh, at the end of the American War for Independence. I mean, a great man, right? And instrumental in helping win the war. So, uh, look, this is, uh, this is just silly. This, this kind of stuff shows you what these people really are. They're dopes. The last paragraph, leftists at UVA are intent on erasing history they fee, they find uncomfortable. Young America's Foundation spokeswoman, uh, Cara Zupkus, told Breitbart News, why attend Thomas Jefferson's university if you spies the founding fathers? It's up to conservatives on campus to push back against this cancel culture and erase, ensure America's true founding principles live on at the University of Virginia. Well, I mean, that's a good question. Why go there? I mean, why go teach at Washington and Lee if you don't like Lee? Why go to Washington and Lee if you don't like Washington and Lee? Why do all these things? Well, they do it because they want to go and then cause problems. This is it, right? I mean, why take the job there if you don't like it? Don't take the job there. I mean, this, this is the problem with all these people. They're, they're cultural imperialists, and if they don't like what they see as the institution itself, they're going to take the job, they're going to do it, and then they're going to rot it out from the inside because they want to reform and change and all these things. So don't take the job there. I mean, go work somewhere else. There's plenty of places, I'm sure, that would fit your views. Go work at one of those places. Well, the problem is there aren't that many jobs. And so they're going to take where they get a job, and then they're going to try to do what they can do to, to destroy the culture that created that institution, to destroy the things that made that institution uh, great, which, of course, is Thomas Jefferson. I mean, again, uh, that's one of the things he held as one of his most important contributions to American society was the foundation of the University of Virginia. A great book. I mean, again, I I've talked about it before, but get Kevin Goodsman's book on Jefferson. Uh, it's very good because he points out the things that made Jefferson who he was, and education was one of them. I mean, Jefferson's commitment to education was one of the things that Jefferson believed was his most enduring contribution to American society. And uh, it wasn't just University of Virginia. Jefferson also had views on trying to reform education in Virginia, getting everyone at least a basic education. That's the thing about Jefferson's view of education. He thought that everyone should have a basic education. They should be able to read, write, and do some basic arithmetic. And beyond that, they should go out and do something else. And you take the elite 
and you move them through. Uh, the elite students get to move through, and then they get to have more education on the state. Of course, he thought this should be free. But everyone should get a basic education. Now, we've moved the goalpost there. Now, it's not just a basic education. Now, you get this education, this education. So we want people to stay in school for longer. Uh, but uh, Jefferson thought that uh, at least the elite, the top students, should get a free education if they can't afford it. Because you're, you're building this natural aristocracy at that point. That was his whole position there. But uh, this is a remarkable piece. It's par for the course, but it's about presentism. Jefferson can't exist in our minds because Jefferson said things that were mean, right? Jefferson didn't believe things. And of course, people that attended the university didn't believe what we believe today, but they were great men or great people, but they didn't believe what we believe today. And so we have to get rid of them too. It's ridiculous, right? It's, it's, uh, it is the personification, the great example of Stalinism, Leninism, Maoism. This is what we're talking about, right? This is, ex this is exactly what the communists did in the Soviet Union, in China, and other places, wherever they go, right? This is what Orwell warned about in 1984. He was talking about communists, not Hitler, not fascists, even though the fascists would do the same thing but uh, in some ways. But he was talking about communists, his big brother was Uncle Joe. I mean, it's Stalin. That's who he's talking about there. Uh, this is what he was worried about. The, I mean, and, and look, and I'll give you one example of how, and then I'm, I'm going to wrap this up quickly today, but one example of how this is working in American society. I saw a social media post that talked about gas prices have declined for 69 straight days. Well, that's like Orwell. Because that's like saying, well, look at us. We made your gas prices go down for 69 days. Well, gas prices are up 62% since January 2021. So you're taking credit. It's like saying your chocolate rations have gone up when everyone knows that they've gone down. But uh, you, you reduce and then you make them go back up again uh, based on the reduction, right? So in his case, we gas prices went up 100%, but now they're coming down. So now they're only up 62%. Right? See, we lowered your gas prices, but we made them go up 100%. Now, aren't you happy with 62% increase? I mean, it's just ridiculous stuff. It's Orwellian. It's, but more importantly, it's, it's Leninist, right? This is the kind of stuff they did. And this is exactly what you're seeing in, in uh, Jefferson's Virginia. Uh, I mean, it's also French revolutionary nonsense. I mean, this is you know, remaking of society and getting rid of anything of the old regime. And that's what these people really are. They're, and and uh, also as well, I mean, they're just French revolutionary radicals. you got to get rid of I talked about this uh, yesterday too. So I don't want to you know, rehash everything I said yesterday or Monday. But um, this is, I think, hilarious that you have this going on. But again, it would be hilarious if it wasn't so sad because people actually believe this nonsense. All right. I'll see you tomorrow on the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.